And I don't know why it always takes someone else to tell us, like, yeah, no, you're doing the right thing. And we talk about mothering the mother sometimes, and that was just, to me, such an example of that. Oh, she just, I couldn't thank her enough. She showed me that this is what mamas do for other mamas. And I think of her every single day. The fact that she did that for me, I'm eternally grateful for that. I can't wait until I can do this for her. Holidays are upon us, Carrie. They are all over us. I'm seriously getting very stressed. I know, right? Because we get bogged down with buying gifts and going to dinners, work parties, school plays, and the list just I like the work parties. On and on. I like the work parties, too. I can't wait for the scary mommy work parties. Yeah. But you know what we forget, Carrie? To shower? Uh, yes, but that's every day. We forget the whole point of the holidays. Which is to show each other that we care by doing nice things for each other. And it doesn't always have to come in the form of a perfectly wrapped gift. I'm the worst at wrapping gifts. Oh, I'm so good at it. Oh, really? I'm going to give you all my gifts to wrap. Not. Sometimes the best way to say happy holidays is just to lend a helping hand. And if there's one thing we moms need during the holidays or any day for that matter, it's a helping hand. A big hand, a tiny hand, whatever kind of hand, we'll take it. So in partnership with Huggies, we're doing a holiday episode that doesn't just focus on the top toy list or the best recipes. We're focusing on the important stuff, the nice things we do for the moms in our lives. Because moms deserve it. Today we have four stories with four moms who will share beautiful moments about how someone did something nice for them. When they least expected it and how that nice gesture, however small, went a long way. I'm already getting the holiday feels. In fact... Carrie and I are going to use each story to inspire us to do something for moms we know or bump into on the street. We are? Surprise! Okay, but first, can I ask you a question? Ask away. You know what new diapers I love, Ash? Tell me. Huggies Special Delivery. They're Huggies' softest diaper ever. Here, feel it. Come on, put it on your face and feel how soft it is. (laughs) Oh, wow, I can take off my mascara with this thing. Totally. Let me tell you, these diapers work great during the day and overnight. Plus, they're the softest plant-based diapers, 23% by weight to be exact. I love it. Can I also give props to Huggies? There's finally a dad on the box. Yes, to that. So if you're a new mom, know a new mom, or ran out of cotton to remove your eye makeup, go try Huggies Special Delivery Diapers. Trust me, you'll feel great about it when it's on your baby's sweet little sensitive skin. Just look for the black and white boxes with the red Huggies. Carrie, I am so, so excited to talk to our mom today. Her name is Whitney, and she has a beautiful story. First off, she has four children. Okay, hold up. Four kids? Yes. And although she only went shopping with two of them in this story, she has four on her mind. She's keeping all of them on her mind all the time. (laughs) Okay, so what happened? I think we need to talk to Whitney to hear this. Hey, Whitney, it's Ashley and Carrie. Hi. Hi. Would you uh, mind telling us your story? Tell us what happened that day. Sure. So I was um, at a store with my then uh, four-year-old and my infant daughter, just picking up things, and I'd done the standard, okay, you can get a toy if you're good thing. Well, we got the toy. She wasn't good, so we decided we are going to give it back um, when we were in the checkout line. So she had been throwing a fit, and that's why she, it got taken away. But she escalated the fit. She was very committed to that fit. 
and it just got worse and worse and worse. What was your other child doing during the tantrum, like the epicness? Okay, so the infant was also crying because, <laughs> of course, I mean, obviously, obviously, we need to join that. And the other two weren't with me. They were saved. <laughs> yeah. The experience. Yeah. Were you getting all those terrible, judgy looks from from the other the oh, other shoppers? Well, and to be strangers? honest with you, I was not looking up. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't want to make eye contact with anybody. But you know how you can feel yes. it. Yes. Yeah. And this is a busy store that we were at. It wasn't like there, we were the only people in there. It was a very large, very busy store. And she is screaming at the top of her lungs, hanging on the cart, laying down on the ground. I mean, it, it was awful, <laughs> awful, like next level. And so we're I'm hauling butt out of the store, just trying to get to the car and that all I could hear was her screaming, throwing herself on the ground. I'm dragging her. I, I know we're going to end up on the news at some point because it was horrible singing. All of a sudden, I feel like a touch on my shoulder. And this lady I'd never seen before um, comes up behind me and says, you're doing a good job, Mom. I saw you in there um, and stand in your ground, and you're doing a good job. And literally just like that, just like an angel that descended from heaven, she was gone again. <laughs> and... Uh, it was seriously that 60 second encounter. She'll never know what she did. Like totally saved our lives. in that moment. But I feel like on the tantrum scale of one to 10, this was like a 15 tantrum. Yeah. Uh, it was epic. I'm telling you in my 16 years as a mother, that, that one was probably the worst. Ugh. We've not had one since then, like anything like that since. Um, and I, I honestly feel like that's why that lady just happened to be in that place at that time. Mm. And I don't know why it always takes someone else to tell us, like, yeah, no, that's, you're doing the right thing. But yep. just her letting me know that, that she saw me and she saw that I was trying and she saw I was making an effort. It was, it was miraculous. <laughs> I mean, seriously. Yeah, it was, she truly was an angel. <laughs> Touched by an yeah, angel. I'm telling you. Mm. I mean, that really. Don't, don't we all want to be... Seen. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, seen and that I just felt like she saw me. She could tell I was trying. And you said that you you still think of this woman, right? Like even three years ago. When does she kind of pop oh up gosh. in your head? Um, I, honestly a lot of times if I happen to be in a store and I hear a kid throwing a fit, I'll have like PTSD flashback. <laughs> if you could say something to her now, what would you say to her? I would just tell her that she will never know the impact that she had, not only on me, but because it changed how I parent and changed how I view other mothers and other women, it's going to change my daughters. I have four daughters, and so I'm passing that on to them. So she's affecting generations in just that one small act that she probably never thought about again. Can I ask you one more question? Sure. Have you now done this for other people? Knowing, like, how much it, like, touched you? Yeah. I I would imagine Um, so. I mean, not, like, exact, but, but yeah, if I see a mom that needs help, I'm swooping in because we just need help. We cannot, we try to do it all on our own. We can't do it all on our own. Whenever I see a kid having a tantrum anywhere, supermarket, whatever store, I do go up to the moms to this day because I feel so judged when it happens to me, like like Whitney was saying. So I always make it a point to go to the mom and say, 
oh, don't worry. You got this. You're killing it. And and again, I don't think it – no one has this like, oh, life-changing reaction to it. But if I can just like help in the little – because I, I love that kindness. I will take it any day of the week. Or that could be us, Carrie. We should go to several stores and say nice things to moms. Like those Santas that stand outside Macy's with a bell and then ask for money? Yes, except we're not asking for money. We're going to hand out beautiful, lovely, nice words. You know what? I'm in. I'm going to hand out some nice words. Whitney's story really inspired me. I'm getting into the holiday spirit. Our next featured mom is Kamla. She and her husband and her 10-month-old baby were heading to Mexico via airplane. Already intrigued. Yes, flying is no joke when you have a baby with you. But that is not where the story gets interesting. They arrive in Mexico, leave the airport, arrive at the hotel, and realize they have lost their most important piece of luggage. No, not the one with the phone. The one with the breast pump. Oh, no. So what did they do? Let's talk to Kamla and find out. So, uh, Kamla, tell us your story. Uh, about six years ago, I had my first baby. And everything was great until she was about nine months old. She just inexplicably went on this nursing strike where she wasn't interested in breastfeeding anymore. And this was really disturbing to me because I was had a fairly rigid idea about what kind of mom I was, and I was definitely a breastfeeding mom. So that was interrupted, and I didn't quite know what to do. Fortunately, she would take the bottle, so my pump became my best friend. About two weeks after this all happened, my husband and I had this trip planned to go to Mexico to a friend's wedding. And I took my pump with me and pumped in airports and just made it work. And so it was our first trip with our baby and we packed everything, the kitchen sink. And my husband was on bag duty. And then once we checked in, we looked for the bag that had the pump in it. We looked everywhere. We couldn't find it. And very nice people at the concierge desk tried radioing the taxi company and helping us look for this bag, but it was nowhere to be found. So the very nice concierge just totally went above and beyond and sent someone out into the community, and they brought me back a like a large tub of formula. And your baby had never had formula, right? Correct? Never. Yeah. <laughs> never. And, so, and, never. and the, there was a resistance a little bit, at least in the beginning, of switching to formula. You know, it's so stereotypical, right? Like, first baby, you want to do everything right, and you have all these ideas about what right means. And when things don't go according to plan, you're kind of forced to adjust those expectations for yourself, but kind of not without some some grief and loss around letting go of some of those expectations that you had for yourself. So you you so the rundown is you give the baby the, the formula for the first time, the mm-hmm. baby goes to sleep. Mm-hmm. And are you still feeling upset? Or are you relieved at this point? Uh, what did you do? Did you go to bed? Did you well, just give me the rundown no. of after after you gave the formula? Sure. Well, I remember like you know giving her this bottle of formula, and she was so happy to take it. And so I was relieved that it, that that was done. After she went to sleep, I went out to the pool to meet a friend who had arrived. Andrea, we've known each other since university. She's a lifelong friend. And it was dark, and we just sat in the chairs beside the pool, and I told her what happened, and I was crying, of course. But the thing that mattered and the thing that I'll always remember is that she listened. 
And she didn't try to convince me out of the problem. She didn't try to fix the problem or brush it off. She just listened. And then she said what I will always remember. She said, get some sleep. Everything looks brighter by the light of day. That will stick with me. Because she wasn't brushing it off. She wasn't saying, don't worry about it. She was saying, you're right. Your problem is is real and it's making you feel awful and you need to take care of yourself. So you need to sleep and you need to see how you're feeling about this tomorrow. And we talk about mothering the mother sometimes. And that was just to me such an example of that. And what a poetic way to say it, truly. And I just remember the the connection of breastfeeding, and, and I think that's something you don't really understand until you're a mother, is uh, whether you have successful or not successful, whatever your situation is, there is this connection that kind of happens. And, you know, yeah. it's a very real struggle. Yeah, and when something is not going right, it kind of just triggers this massive... The whole tower you know, falls apart. Uncertainty. Yeah. For sure, yeah. It just gives you one more reason to like <laughs> to be overwhelmed, to feel overwhelmed. So I know that your friend is still very much a part of your life, but mm-hmm. um, what would you say to her now about this entire instance and situation? I think she certainly knows that she's an important person in my life and um, kind of a mother figure in a way. Like, you know, even though we're in the similar stage of life and progressing through it together. I do feel that she offers me that, that mother sort of um, comfort and, and love that, that, that some really special friends do. And I think she knows that. Traveling is so difficult with children and during the holidays, Everyone is traveling. Can you imagine how many things are going to be forgotten? Oh, my gosh. So many things. I always at least forget three important things. It's just standard. But what did we learn from Kamala's friend? Everything looks better by the light of day. That is so smart. That should be on holiday cards. In fact... I have an idea. Oh, no. Ashley's got an idea. You and me, Carrie, we go to the airport arrivals area and hand out cards that say everything looks better by the light of day to every mom we see. Hope you had a nice flight. And here's a reminder when you unpack and realize you forgot everything. We're going to make such a difference this holiday. Gifts that keep on giving. Give yourself a break, moms. You know it. And one thing we can't forget during the holidays is family. Holidays are about family, and as annoying as some families can be during the holidays, at the dinner table with all their opinions and all their thoughts, they are still your family. And our next story is about family helping family, because tis the season. Oh, let's hear it. We're talking to Allie, who's going to share her story of when she had her first baby, returned home. That's great. And then had to go right back to the hospital for a few days. Oh, that's not so great. Why? Uh, due to some minor complications. Please tell me that everything was okay. Everything is totally okay, but the house was a mess. There was no food. And even worse, there was a dun-dun-dun cat litter box. Ugh. Mm-hmm. So let's talk to Allie and find out what happened. So, Allie, could you tell us your story? Yeah, absolutely. So in June of 2018... My husband and I had our first child and, you know, everything from the delivery went great. He was eating, he was sleeping. When we got home, everything was still great during the day. Um, but we noticed at night he was just screaming bloody murder. You know, our first reaction was, okay, well, this is what babies do. But the night went on and it just kept getting more and more intense. We decided, okay, you know what, we should take him back to the ER and just see what's going on. 
And that first night is like the worst because you're just like, what? what's normal and what's not? I have no idea. Yeah, we were wondering, like, it, was he like this in the in the hospital with the delivery nurses? And they just didn't tell us. The next thing we know, they're kind of ushering us out of the room. One of the nurses came out and just kind of explained to us, we're not sure what's going on, but we do want to let you know we want to prepare you. This this looks like you guys could be here a while. So in my head, I'm thinking, okay, well, we'll be here the afternoon. Come to find out, he was talking more along the lines of days, if not weeks. And how is William now? How old? First of all, how old is he, and how and how is he doing now? He's 13 months now, and he is perfectly healthy and happy. He's a chunky monkey. He's <laughs> a good boy, um, and we we completely are done with that story, as far as I know. You know, his levels have all come back good, and. We haven't looked back since. At that moment, your mind is just completely on William, of course. But you had lots of stuff at home to worry about. That's hard enough when you don't have a sick child in the hospital and and a a scary situation. How were you feeling when you thought about returning home from the hospital after having been there so many days and, you know, the impending idea of coming back to your place after having not been there for quite a while? Yeah, that was it was overwhelming and daunting you know, I texted my mom and dad and sent my text to my sister and my mom and dad ran up there. They ran to the ER to come wait with us. But my sister was like, how can I be there for you? What can I do for you to make this easier on you? You know, initially I was like, well, I'm fine. I'm worried about William. And she was like, I want to make sure that I'm there for you. I want to make sure that somebody's taking care of you too. You need to eat. You need to sleep. Um, so what exactly, can you give me the rundown of exactly what your sister did? Yeah, Absolutely. She stocked our refrigerator, stocked our cabinets. She cleaned, like disinfected the kitchen for us. Um, she made sure that we had hand sanitizer in every room of the house. Um, Which is very important through. when you have a, a, a child in NICU, right? Absolutely, yes, 100%. She did our laundry. She went kind of from top to bottom of the house. We have two cats at home, so she made sure that the cat's litter box was empty. And So we noticed that when you sent in your story that you put in bold that your sister cleaned the litter box. Can you explain why that was like such an important point for you? Nobody likes to clean a cat's litter box. I mean, amen. I agree. I was going to say, I did the same for my sister when she was pregnant. And I too, like your sister, I'm not too fond of cat litter boxes. (laughs) Absolutely not. Nobody likes doing it. So she, I remember that was like maybe one of the smiles, the only smiles I got throughout that whole experience was, she texted me and she was like, just so you know, I cleaned out the cat's litter box and I'm not doing it again. <laughs> She's just not a litter box kind of gal. I mean, who knows what kind of damage, what kind of havoc our cats could have wreaked throughout the house if she hadn't, too. They could have gone to the bathroom on our bed or anywhere else. Do cats so, do that? Yes, they do. <laughs> if their litter box is full, they're not happy. Oh. After all of this... Do you have or did you get a new appreciation for her and for motherhood? I mean, I feel like this is just just birthing a child is such a life changing experience. But then also going through all of this, you know, all my life, I've looked up to her and kind of worshipped the ground that she'd walked on. And this was this particular instance where William was in the hospital. It's another instance of her kind of leading the way by example. She showed me that this is what mamas do for other mamas. And. I'm eternally grateful for that. I'll never forget it. What would you like to say to your sister now? Like, hopefully she'll be listening. You can tell her to tune in. And what what do you want to say to her now? 
just that she continues to teach me on a daily basis what it is to be a good person. Just, I, I couldn't love her more. I couldn't look up to her more. I wish that this had never happened for William's sake, but I think it brought she and I closer together and gave us both a new level of respect for each other. And I'm just forever grateful to have her as my sister. Do you think that this whole experience has inspired you to help other moms or to pay it forward? Yes, 100%. Yes. You know, there's a time in your life when there's nothing that anybody can say that'll make you feel better. There's nothing that anybody, you know, could tell us that would make us feel better. But she went out and took the initiative to do anything that she could, that she knew would make us feel better, that she knew would help us. And I mean... I was a mom for four days, but that made being a mom much, much easier. Check on other mamas and make sure that they're not disappearing. And everybody wants to hold the baby and everybody wants to, you know, snuggle the baby. But make sure that that mama's getting snuggled, too, because she needs it. (laughs) Everybody wants to snuggle the baby. Nobody wants to shovel the litter. But your sister did. No, (laughs) but my sister did it for me. That's right. Are you thinking what I'm thinking? I don't think so. I don't think much these days. Okay, so we have to volunteer to clean a couple new mom's litter boxes. We have a lot to do this season. I am allergic to cats, so I have a thought. Maybe instead we walk each other's dogs and call it a day? Great idea, because I hate cats. (laughs) We can only do so much, you know? Now our next story is about gift giving, but not for the holidays. It's about baby shower gift giving. But the story's not about gifts. It's about the stress of figuring out what goes on a baby registry. That can be so stressful. I have a spreadsheet if anybody needs it. What's your favorite thing about diapers, Ashley? Um, the fact that they do the dirty work for me. Yeah. Have you seen Huggies' new special delivery diaper? They are Huggies' softest diaper ever. Here, feel it. Wow, that's like a little cloud. Totally. Let me tell you, these diapers work great during the day and overnight. Does it get any better? Yes, it does, because get this, there's a dad on the diaper box. Oh, I love that. So if you're a new mom, know a new mom, or need an extra pillow for your nap, go try Huggy's Special Delivery Diapers. Trust me, you'll feel great about what's on your baby's sweet little sensitive skin. Just look for the black and white boxes with the red Huggies. Heidi is our featured mom, and she's taking us back to a baby shower registry time. Uh, I personally believe that the baby shower registry is far more challenging than one would think. Especially when you're the only expecting mom in your friend group like Heidi. Yep. Heidi went to the store to try to figure out what to put on her registry and just got very overwhelmed. I totally get that. There's so much baby stuff out there. It's like, what do you pick? What's the best product? Am I forgetting something? Am I asking for too much? What will my friends think? What would the lady in the other aisle put on hers? Why is she dressed better than me? Ashley, 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 calm down. Sorry. This is not your baby registry. I was just just reliving that moment, you know? Okay. Well, let's talk to Heidi. Maybe she can calm you down. Good idea. So, um, could you tell us a little bit about your story? Yeah. I was probably six months pregnant at the time, and I had no idea what to put on my baby registry. Like, my husband and I are the first in our entire family, so uh, we definitely had gone into this without a clue to what to do, what to buy. Whenever I showed up at the store, I called my cousin Elizabeth and told her, I need you in this moment. I feel pretty alone, you know, like I didn't have anybody to fall back on to really ask what to, what I should focus on. 
and uh, she showed up just ready to go in there, dominate. So we're ready with our scanner guns, and we just didn't even think about it. We just went to town. <laughs> we just started and just started scanning. I think there were things that weren't even in the baby section that may have ended up on my registry. Like, of course, treat yourself. Yeah, you're like, that's a cute top. <laughs> I know, right. So your cousin speeds over. She gets to the store and meets you. What is it that she did in being there that really helped you out? I feel like just having her presence, like her touch, like even just her hug when she first got there, you know, just her embrace is something special. And then when we went inside, just having her there to laugh with, if you heard her laugh, it's just hilarious. Sometimes a good hug is all you need. Yep. Yeah, it's totally true. It was a wonderful day for me because it was like I was in this darkness and she was just a little bit of light. You know, she made fun with the situation and we had no idea what we were doing. And I had the most random registry uh, I've ever seen. So why do you think that not knowing what to put on the registry was stressing you out? Was it partially because you felt like you were supposed to know? And like what why do you think we feel that? It was it was just pressure to really make sure that you had accessed all the information you could before this wondrous little thing gets here. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like at that time I hadn't. But then I realized it didn't matter, you know? I mean, of course, we have all of these things we could access, but I mean, what did they do 200 years ago? You know, I mean, they were just fine. The cave and people made it just fine. I, I, too, <laughs> I too sort of didn't do my ahead of time research. And then about three days before my due date, I was sort of like, I better cram like it was a test. I better cram for this baby coming. <laughs> Oh, my God. I was reading every list under the sun. I was, was like the me. total opposite, mm-hmm. very anal retentive. And I don't think that's the better way to be, to be completely honest. I mean, it's it's really funny how anything can make you question yourself when you're preparing for something as large as being a mom and having a child. You know, all these expectations that I set myself up with, those didn't matter. Like, it really, yeah. it was all going to just develop as it went along. And it really has. This kid's going to love you no matter what. So you sent us a picture of you and your cousin Liz. Where's that picture now? That picture is framed in my room. (laughs) Oh, On my dresser. Oh, that's cute. And why do you think that moment was so meaningful to you? Just because that was probably towards the end of our registry day. And at that time... I can just see the relief in my face in the picture. Like, I was not stressed anymore. I was not worried. She just, her laugh just brought out all of the happiness I needed, you know? Yeah, that's Got me nice. Out of the dark place. What yeah. would you what would you say to other expecting moms who are maybe feeling the same way or in the same position of you, feeling overwhelmed? What would you say to them? I would just tell them to breathe, just relax and just focus on all of the reasons why you're so excited for this child and not so much other people's standards or you know the mom shaming can get really real so it's just really important to realize that your opinion is the best opinion for your child So, you know, Ash, we uh, we live in New York City, and so space is 
at a premium. Sure is. Um, we're trying to fit three humans and a dog into a two bedroom. Mm-hmm. It's challenging. And so I had asked around all my friends in New York City, like, what is the most important, crucial thing that you need for, you know, for having a baby because we're only going to get, you know, the things that we really need. And I had this amazing friend. She must have been a Virgo like you. She sent me an Excel spreadsheet. Sounds like my people. An Excel spreadsheet of tier one absolute (laughs) necessities. She had like price levels like this. You need this. It comes in this price and this price. This is how it looks. And then she had tier two, which was (laughs) not necessary, but if you've got a little extra. (laughs) And it was... The I have shared this Excel spreadsheet. I asked her first. I've shared this Excel spreadsheet with so many mothers. And to this day, when friends come over and they say, your apartment doesn't look like it has a ton of baby stuff in it. How did you do it? I'm like, the spreadsheet. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, is it just me or did that story just bring everything back into perspective? It's not about focusing on the gifts. It's about lending a friend a hand. I think we just came full circle. That's the beauty of the holidays for you. I feel so much better after hearing all these wonderful stories about helping moms out, whether they're your friend, sister, a stranger, whatever. I will get everyone a gift, but I want to focus on doing the nice things too this year. Ashley, we have stores to go to, an airport to stop by, and dogs to walk. We've got a lot of nice things to do on our schedule, and I hope you all listening also feel as inspired as we do to give a mom a nice word or a helping hand. Hey. Hug on, Carrie. Hug on, Ashley. And happy holidays, everyone.